This is but one of a thousand true crimes. back to a thousand true crimes i am here with my lovely co-host show hi everybody how you doing girl i'm good we're doing an early well we're recording earlier in the week than we normally do yeah and we're recording so. we're recording later at night so we're both tired <laughs> i mean we're not recording too much later than we are like no, by an hour, not. but when you're our age, like an hour is like six years. So, and by Call our age, out. like we're not even mid thirties, and we're no, like, we're oh my gosh. So, um, how's how is your two day week going so far? <laughs> it's good. Um, we've had a lot of disturbances tonight. It's been a process. Um, yeah. Well. Where are we? So, how's your week going? Your two days. I mean, we're like so in early into the week. Good. Everything Good. great. Uh, living the every, dream. Yeah, living the dream hard. Um, no, it's been good. It's been good. The kittens are like moving a lot now. Like really moving mm. with super cute and super fun. So, I've been enjoying mm -hmm. them. Oh, good. Good, good. What about you? Wow. What's been going on? Not much, just working. Just like always wishing that my mom would call and say, oh, this random great uncle of yours died and left you like $5 billion. And it's just, it's just becoming more real that it's just never going to happen. <laughs> Feel you, girl. Um, but it's good. You know, it's Halloween week. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm a little sad though because my wait. This recording really isn't gonna come out Halloween week. This is gonna come out the week after Halloween. That's okay. Okay, okay. Just make sure, make sure you know. So you're hearing this. Halloween is over Halloween. for you guys, but we are recording Halloween week. Yes. Anyways, I'm a little sad because the wind here knocked down these like two banners I had outside. Oh no. I know. It pisses me off. It happened in Hawaii, and we did something different this year, and it still didn't work. So I think they're just going to have to be indoor banners. Okay. I mean, it's just like next year. They're still just laying outside. What a pain. Like on the ground. <laughs> I know. I'm really upset about it. But anyways, um, well, are you ready to just crack into this case? I'm keeping up with the Halloween vibe, FYI. Okay. So. Who's this about? Alright, you ready? Yeah. We're gonna go back in time too. Um this is um this is the Atlas Vampire case. What? <laughs> yes, we are one going back in time and two, we're we're traveling. We're leaving the US. Okay. I'm going to Sweden. All right. Are you Googling it? I am. Just pictures. Okay. Just images. Yeah, there's not too much out. Um, so I got uh, my information. I actually did not watch documentaries um, Whoa. or shows. I know. 
uh, by this article called Gizmodo um, by Cheryl Eddy, and it's called Sweden's Most Bizarre Unsolved Murder was committed by a vampire. And then, I don't know if I need to say it. And then I also got a lot of my information from an article on Listverse by Benjamin Walton. And then there is a podcast by Evidence Locker, episode 100. And I didn't listen to it. I read the transcript because... My son is starting to pick up on things, so I have to be careful. <laughs> and my time is limited. Um, all right. Here we go. You ready? Yep. All right, let's do it. So on May 4th, 1932, the body of 32-year-old sex worker. That's what we that's what it's called now, right? Sex worker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lily Linderstorm was found in her apartment in Stockholm, Sweden. Lily was born on August 29, 1900 in Malmo, Sweden to Fran and Tilda. And she was the oldest of 10. This is, these are some names. Well, we're in Sweden. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they got a lot of they got a lot of names. I don't know. Interesting names. So Lily was the oldest of 10, and in her late teens, Lily married a merchant, but the marriage didn't last. Okay. And after the marriage was over at 22, Lily moved to Stockholm in hopes of a bright future. Now, the neighborhood where she lived in was called Atlas, which is now known as... <laughs> I just... Sorry. Anybody from Sweden that's listening... Vassastanden? Vassastanden? Okay. Sounds Swedish to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like my Swedish accent? Vassastanden? I don't even, that's, that's so like rude. Um, I don't know what else to do. I okay. don't know how it's pronounced. If you're Swedish, we're sorry. Tell us how to say it. We'll say it right. You guys have a lot of like letters and sounds going on. <laughs> like, I just can't. Just okay. two ignorant white women. That's all we are. <laughs> yeah. So the neighborhood where she lived in, I'm going to go with the easy one, Atlas, mm-hmm. is how, um, it's just, which is how the case became known as the unsolved murder of the Atlas vampire. Okay. So Lily was a call girl, which was different and new back in the early 30s. Because instead of being on the street, her clients had to contact her in order to arrange a meeting. Ooh. Now, yeah. Now, Now, to be able to do this, Lily was careful with her money, but she did splurge from time to time and she bought herself a radio and a phone. So that is how she became like a call girl. Girl, this is the 1900 and uh, 1932. What's happening in 1932? The war? Let's do a history lesson. Oh my gotcha. I don't know what's happening in 1932. The Great Depression. Oh, okay. Okay, so you got A's in history. Hey, guess what? I edit this this podcast and I can totally figure that out. Um, Just kidding. Listen, it's bad enough that I didn't know what a dude ranch was, okay? I've been doing research. You kept that in, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I kept that in. Okay. And, and I realized that I am in the minority here. I am definitely not in the majority. <laughs> Most people do know what a dude rage is. <laughs> For anyone that does not know what we're talking about, you need to go back an episode. Two episodes. Uh, two episodes and listen to that one because that's just okay. We're going to move on. All right. Dude ranches in the Great Depression. Joe knows all about it. <laughs> I can't pronounce words. <laughs> you can't do this. I mean, we're winning at life. All right. So. <laughs> yes. Somehow we make this podcast work. That's fine. Um, so the last time that Lily was seen alive was April 30th. And it was Saturday afternoon. And it was the night of Walpurgis. What did we say? Walpurgis night? Walpurgis night, yeah. Walpurgis night, which is a spring celebration. And this annual holiday happens in certain parts of Europe. And it's to honor, it originally was to honor St. Walpurga. But now the festivals kind of like shift its focus to more of celebrating, um, like celebration of light and the end of winter. Okay, got it. So that afternoon, Lily dropped by her landlady, Ruth John- Johnson, to pay her rent for the month of May. Ruth invites Lily in to her apartment for some coffee, and then they both went out to buy some flowers. Okay. Lily that afternoon was went also went out with her friend Emma Lundgren. Lundgren. Okay. And they went shopping. They returned back to Lily's house around 6 p.m., and they had a cup of coffee together. So as Lily was cleaning up her, you know, coffee date, which is a little different because I'd be like, girl, let's drink some wine, but okay. Um, Each teacher. Her other friend, Minnie Jansen, John Jansen, I don't know, there's two S's, it's just... I can't do these names. Just say it the American way. <laughs> Mimi Jansen. I don't know. I apologize. Knocked on their door, and they end up making plans to go to the bonfire after the radio show that night. And that's when Lily's phone rang around 6.30 p.m. Okay. It was a man calling for Lily, and Minnie recalls the conversation, and pretty much the man asked if Lily was home and if she was taking visitors. She said yes, and he said he was really close and would be right over. So, Minnie leaves. Okay. And also that night, Lily had invited some neighbors to come over around 9.30 p.m. to listen to a special radio broadcast for the celebration that night. Okay. So, Lily's neighbors arrive, but she doesn't answer the door. And they thought, like, Maybe she decided to go out for, like, go out to the bonfire, go out to the celebration instead. And Lily's downstairs neighbor, Minnie, is actually the one that reported her missing to police. Okay. So Lily that night after the call with a gentleman and he came over, Lily asked Minnie for condoms and that's the last time she saw her. And she became worried when it had been a few days and it was also very common for Lily to stop by to ask for condoms. Because, you know, back then, like, they broke a lot. They weren't 
yeah. as like reliable. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so she's starting to get kind of concerned. And then a male friend of Lily's actually reaches out to me and to see if if she had heard from Lily. And at this point, they become very concerned. So now people are starting to be like, okay, we're not hearing from her. We need to like, what's going on? So Ruth, the landlady, Minnie and Lily's friend, male friend, reports her missing to the police. About an hour after Ruth went to the police, Officer Nordstrom shows up and there is no answer when he knocks on the door. But he peeps through the mail slot and he can see the bathroom light on. But when he calls again, she doesn't answer. So the officer leaves to get a firefighter to break down the door. When the police enter Lily's house, they were greeted by a gruesome scene. Lily was face down on her bed, naked, but wearing socks and black boots. And her clothes were folded neatly on a chair next to her body. Oh, no. She had been dead for two to three days, and they could determine that she had been engaging in sexual activity before her death because they found a used condom still in her anus. Now, they were able to determine that the cause of death was repeated blows to her head by a blunt force object. And the strike that killed her was a wound that extended from her temple to her neck. Oh, my God. So, later, they would also find that most of Lily's blood had been drained. Oh, here's the vampire situation. Mm Mm-hmm. The police were able to find saliva on her neck and body, and police believe that the blood-stained gravy ladle they found covered in her blood had been used to actually drink her blood and not the murder weapon. Oh, God. Now, there's theories in the, like, that, um, is that, like, they couldn't really prove that it was her blood. You know, DNA wasn't – testing wasn't really a thing. No. And yet – and um, there was like – I read that. It was just kind of like people like – Like rumors? Just assumed rumors type deal. Yeah. Okay. So like there's not a ton – I think if like you do a lot or a lot of research and have to like dig, you'll find stuff. But if you're like me and if it's not on the first like page of Google – um. There's not, like, a lot, a lot of information on it. So, okay. They were determined that none of Lily's belongings were missing, but Minnie did notice one thing strange. Her phone number was missing from the wall by her phone. And she would, uh, Lily would only take it down when she was meeting someone for the first time. Ah. But the guy, but the guy that called her at 630 already had her number. Mm Mm-hmm. So could somebody have come after? It must have been, right? Or the guy took his her number down after he murdered her. Oh, true. Yeah. Also, the police found three condom wrappers, but only one condom. So they believed that he had taken the other condoms as well as the murder weapon with him. Okay. So they never found the murder weapon. Okay. No. I was going to say, if you were able to kill somebody that forcefully with a ladle, you got some fucking rage. I know. Yeah, I know. So it had to, uh, yeah, it was like more of like, from what I could find, some people, like people theorize it was like a steel pipe type deal. 
Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Yeah. Wait. Okay. But not, so the ladle, okay, wait, okay, hold on. They did find a ladle with blood on it. It's just. That is, yeah. That's the part that's up for dispute. They found a ladle Mm -hmm. with something on it. But there's yeah. no verification. They don't know if that's the murder weapon, and they don't know if okay, got okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Some things I read said that like it wasn't covered in blood. Other people said it was covered in blood. Got it. You know the a lot of a lot of things point to that it was covered in blood, and that they believe it was used for him to drink out of it. Her okay. blood. Okay. So okay, another thing about the crime scene is you would think that there would be blood everywhere, right? Yeah. When you bash someone's head in. Yeah. 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 Well, police actually found very little blood, which made them believe that the killer had drank her blood or stored it somehow and took it with them. <coughs> well, they also must have moved her, right? Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, they could have, but she never left her apartment. Lily was very careful about who she brought to her apartment. If she was meeting a client for the first time, she would always meet them in a public space and she was always went ahead of her clients in her apartment. Okay. She even made sure to, like I said, to remove her phone number off the wall by her phone. The police immediately start to look at her clients as suspect. They spoke to nine of her regulars and police never really released their names, but they were all let go. Now they did release, there was some information I could find mm-hmm. on who they spoke to. So they also spoke to a waitress at Cafe Norma's located on the ground floor of the apartment. And the waitress said a man came in around 9 p.m. on Walburgus night and ordered, I can't say it, (laughs) and ordered two steak dinners. And she remembers him because she recognized the porcelain container he brought in. It was the same as Lily always used. Okay. Okay. And but she didn't recognize I mean, the dude. No. But that could be any of her Johns, you know? Like Well, I mean, I think the fact that it was the same container that Lily used was like that's why she remembered it and like why do you have her container? And okay. also who brings a port It's so crazy to me that like 1932 I'm like why are you bringing a porcelain container to a restaurant? But no, I okay. don't understand either. Yeah, like, wait, do you take but the food up in the container? Maybe like your leftovers. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know uh, either. <laughs> that's you know. Um. All right. What time did she say this was? Around nine p.m. Could have been after the murder. Yeah. Could be, could be. So there's such little evidence and not a lot to go on in this case. And where Lily lived was very notorious for sex workers. And Lily's apartment was in a neighborhood, like I said, was a neighborhood of Atlanta that was infamous for its abundance of sex workers and also when the Great Depression was starting. So this is like also some reasons why the case might not have been able to be solved. Okay. One, a bunch of sex workers. So we all know how cops love to listen to sex workers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, Great Depression, history lesson, Joe. They by they don't have resources. No. 
by 1929, wages were dropping and unemployment was over 12%. So Stockholm saw a surge of people from the countryside and other small towns relocating or travelers passing through. One of those people could have easily been her killer. Yeah. The police also found about 80 business cards of men believed to be her clients, but they did find a letter that suggested one client had more romantic intentions, but they couldn't track down the sender because the address of the sender on the letter did not exist. Okay. Okay. The police also questioned, you ready for this? Ragnar Nilsson. Okay. (laughs) Sounds like a Marvel character's name. <laughs> well, it was like thinking like Ragnar, right? Isn't that like yeah. a Viking? Yeah, very, yeah. God. And then Nilsson, N I L S S O N. So I'm thinking yeah. of like Liam Nilsson. And I'm like, oh my God. Nilsson. Like, there you go. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. My Hollywood stars. There we go. Um, I just know faces, which is actually a very true thing in my life. <laughs> always awesome. remember a face, can Same, barely remember but- a name. But I've always had a crush on Liam Neeson. It's the only reason I know his name. Okay. We can just take that out. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay. So they want to question. So they question Ra- Ragnar, who had an off and on again relationship with Lily, but he was never charged with anything. Okay. So a woman. Sort of alibi. Yeah. A woman who the police described as a drunken woman with the same profession as Lily came to the police believing that her husband, a pimp and hustler called Peterson, might have killed Lily. The night of Lily's murder, he came home and it looked like he had tried to clean himself up like with blood, but couldn't get all the blood stains off. Okay. Now... He's brought in for questioning, and a shady business partner offered a weak alibi, and it looked like he could have been involved, but after 10 days in custody, they let him go. Oh. My thing is, like, when the woman came in and was like, I think my husband might have done it. I'm like, no, your husband probably killed somebody else. You think he actually killed someone else? Or, like, she's just mad that her husband was seeing a call girl, and... No, he was a pimp and hustler. Like, that's okay. in the report, is that he's a pimp that. and hustler. Okay, okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So that's why I'm like, I'm wondering, like, well, did he kill somebody else? Mm, I'm sure. Back then? You know. Women's lives were a dime yeah. dozen. Like, come on, Charles. Not much we're, has changed. We're barely a quarter um, now. <laughs> well, we do, like, what do we get paid, like, 75 cents to a dollar for every <laughs> Yeah, it's less. Or I know it's less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so. are such good feminists. <laughs> um, okay. Different podcast. Uh, so a few days after Lily's uh, body had been discovered, Ruth receives a telegram from Copenhagen from a male acquaintance, male acquaintance of Lily's. He worked as a waiter in Stockholm, and the telegram was asking about Lily's murder. So the police find the man's brothers and take him in for questioning. And the relationship with this man was very interesting. Okay. When Lily would get drunk, she would say she's madly in love with him. But when she was sober, she would be disgusted by him. Oh. And police decide, let's ask his brothers if he was in Stockholm on 
Wop this celebration. Walpurgis Walpurgis night. I don't know, as the wine keeps hitting me, I'm I, I can't know. help you much. And they confirmed that he was with them, that that he was with them, and that they were playing cards all night with two female friends. And they were able to verify his alibi. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Unless they're lying, so, which... Yeah. Um... Okay, so there's a couple of theories. I was like, that's pretty much it. That's what they have. It's 1932. Yeah. Like, there's so much DNA evidence, but they literally don't have they can't do anything the technology with it. No, or yeah. even the knowledge yeah. to, like, do anything with that, to, like, save it, to preserve it by, like, maybe one day down the road. Like, there's absolutely no idea. Yeah. Um. Okay, so one theory is that, you know how I said in the beginning – she, they believe that Lily was engaging in sexual intercourse because of the way that the condom was positioned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they believe that the killer struck her in the head to increase his own sexual pleasure and that he was most likely, like, most likely killed her out of sexual perver- uh, perversion. Do you think on purpose or on accident? I think on purpose. Okay. All right. He, because oh, Joe, it's not like he was like choking her, like rough stuff, like that. Like he literally had to bash her over the head multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he, and it was with a blunt force object. And then what? Cleaned up all of her blood and drained her body? So the police also took notice about how clean he left the apartment. Yeah. Folding her clothes, cleaning up the blood, which we do know now is that that OCD like type. It's Very not uncommon. Metaculous. Yeah. yeah. Can go with serial killers. Yeah. So another popular theory is that the killer was a police officer. The reasoning is that the killer made sure to clean up after himself because he knew how the police worked. Or that he purposely left behind a weird crime scene to throw them off. I mean, both could be plausible. He obviously, if he killed her there, and we know he killed her there, he obviously cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Like, so he cleaned yeah. up something. And her clothes didn't have blood splatter on them? No, they were neatly. I mean, they said so there he was washed, very little blood. He washed the clothes. Like, there's no way they didn't get blood splatter on them. Well, I mean, I don't know if he had time to... I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. It was like two, three days. They didn't find her saw. for two days. Like, yeah. Yeah. He could have been in that apartment that whole time cleaning up the crime scene. Um, So, pretty much, like, it's, it's unsolved. Damn. The Atlas Vampire... Um, obviously, I vampire. don't believe it was a vampire. No. I don't believe it was a vampire. Um, but I thought it was a very, like, Halloween-fitting like type. Yeah. And if you are ever in Sweden, you can actually see some of the evidence, including the condoms, at the Sweden Sweden Police, police Museum. That's the picture that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Wow. Oh. I think it was somebody that I think it was somebody that she knew. It had to be one of her Johns. It had to be. I think it was definitely somebody that she knew. I don't, I think that it was like the person took her number off the wall. Yeah. I think that if she was bringing somebody else into the building, somebody would have seen it. 
I think it was that dude that came down at nine. The guy that called at six thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that was the. Are we sure those were the same people? He spent three hours with her almost. Come on. He could have been the guy. Oh, you, you mean the guy that was at the the came down? Yeah, with the yeah, t- yeah, with yeah. The, the dish. Yeah, which would make sense because if she got the call at six thirty, he gets there. You know, he said he was real close. Yeah. They do their thing. He murders her. He goes, can clean up enough to where, like, no one would notice, get food, and then come back and clean up. I'm scene. I'm suggesting it was a secondary person. Like, he came, did his thing, left, and then she was – she had a potential first-time John, and that's why she took her number off the wall. And so she was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, come came recommended through a friend. But, but if she was meeting somebody for the first time, like, all of her friends are like, she would never meet them in the apartment at the very first time. But it was so many hours. She could have met him, like, down in the square and just nobody saw her she leave. And then she brings him back home. And then he kills her, comes back down, gets some food. And then for the rest of the night, he's cleaning the apartment, pieces out through the window but in the morning. But it's also... But it's also a huge celebration where they're, like, doing bonfires. Everyone's out at night. That's true. That's true. You would think that somebody would see her out. That's true. And, right. And her neighbors came over at, like, 9, 9.30 and no one answered. She was obviously dead So she dead was already then. dead. Yeah. Which I don't think it was – like, Could that would been. be a very narrow time. Yeah. Could have been the 6.30 call. Whoever brought down that Tupperware, he, though, or that that porcelain dish, whoever brought that down, I think that's the person who did it. Yeah. And, I mean, back then, like, and if he was a, a prominent guy in society. Who's, what like, are they going to do? They're not, no, not going to yeah. go after him. No. Mm. So. Very So that is the case. Okay. So because mm-hmm. we did a double recording, we missed a lot of shit. So first. What are, what were you drinking? <laughs> oh, some Pinot Grige. And I just had a busy, so we were boring this week. And then also, I feel like we need to do a Gabby update. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. found the partial skull of Brian Landry. Um, now, did DNA officially confirm it was his? Dental records. There was no DNA. It was just a skull, which brings up so many questions. There's no way a body can decompose that much. That means somebody fuck with that body. But like, okay, dental records of how did he like replace, like take out all his teeth? No, just from the dentist. You get x-rays and stuff. Yeah. That's one of the more reliable ways to ID a body is dental records. No, 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 no. But I'm asking, they found a partial skull. Like how are they They were able to just look at the x-rays and see that they matched. Okay, but like, how uh, is it? How reliable? Like, if if I was murdered and like dumped in the bot and like the bayou, whatever, and all of a sudden my skull is found, are my teeth like exactly like no yeah. one in the world is? They're like have. fingerprints. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably know that if I'm doing a track. Well, you know, no. And again, I edit this Um, podcast so I can take that out. (laughs) Okay. So why are people not? Okay. So my thing is, why are people saying that it's not him? I think those are just people that are like wanting there to be a conspiracy. What I want to know is he, he was obviously whatever happened to his body after he was dead. 
someone decompose the body i'm saying within quotation marks like somebody made that happen because like you cannot decompose that quickly unless you're in water which he wasn't in water unless his parents found him right they were like we're gonna go look at this park parents found him within 30 minutes of being at the park that had just been searched two two or three days prior by professionals and there was nothing there yeah and didn't she they said well we're gonna do it anyways like how did they know how did they know they knew something. Did his parents kill him? Or did he kill himself and his parents tried to hide it? Or did somebody murder them and they like sent his parents a message and they were like, hey, we left his body out there for you guys. And they're like, fuck. And like, they really are no, sad and broken No, I up. don't think I'm just saying murdered him. No, I think I'm that's just like saying. super conspiracy. But I don't think so. I think it's more suicide than anything. I mean, I don't know. I think he knew I his know. life was over because even if he wasn't able to get convicted of her murder, like society had already decided. Whatever you know, I mean, whatever the case, there's still so many unanswered questions that I need the answers mm-hmm. to. Why was it just his mm-hmm. skull? Why was it a partial skull? Where's the rest of his body? How much of his body did they actually find? Like... It's a closed case now. Well, I guess his case isn't a closed case, but Gabby's is. So, like, give us some answers. Ugh. I'm sure they probably can't because it's so no. intertwined. They can't. They but anyway, until they can figure that out and close his, but that's what's going crazy. on right now with Gabby. Again, you're hearing this delayed, so there's probably more coming out later. Um, yeah. I also have a wreck for you guys. There's, um, damn it. I remembered the name. I even, I took some time. Okay. So there's a documentary on Netflix called the house of secrets, the Barari deaths. Um, it's on Netflix. It is fascinating. And I would love for all of you guys Mm. to watch it and tell me what you think. Have you seen it yet? Mm -mm. It's about these 11 family members who all died, hung, except for one member, the grandmother, the same night. Um, That's fucking creepy as hell. I know. It's really weird. I know. You should watch it. It's good. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, hmm. other than okay. that, do you have a weekly win for me? Um... My weekly one is that I got my hair done. <gasps> well, why is yeah. your hair up? <laughs> well, okay, I got it done like a like at this point a, a week ago, like a few days ago. Do you so feel good? It's just I do. My grays were showing. It runs in my family. It's fine. Um, <laughs> she says obviously it's just it's not fine. <laughs> it's not fine. I. Uh, hey, listen, at least my hair is still thick. So I can't. Yeah, girl. Too it is. I can yep. always dye my hair. You have a harder time trying to fill it in. You can't regrow um, it. So I love it. It's like a nice little caramel, caramel. Um, Turn your head to the style. side. Oh, yeah. Now I can see it. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like I, if anyone that knows me, I play with my hair. Mm-hmm. It's like my one, like, comfort coping method. I don't know. It's like if I'm tired, I'll play with it. If I'm bored, I play with it. And so, but if you I start twirling my hair, I twirl my hair, yeah. <laughs> and then it makes me tired. So I have to keep it up a lot of the time because if not, I'll just, 
automatically touch one of my hair and I'll fall asleep. Like I'll get really tired. <laughs> so a little tidbit about my life. Um, what's your weekly win? Um, for the whole week, we had a baby shower. I threw my friend a baby shower on um, oh, Saturday and it turned out so cute and so fun. And like we had a great time. Um, and yeah, it was a good day. That's my weekly win. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed um, the last little Halloween tidbit, even though you guys are here after Halloween, but it's fine because Halloween's like a, just a mood in general. It's a mood. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, a vibe. <laughs> so, but join us next week and y'all stay safe. And because I didn't say at the beginning, if you guys like what we're doing, come and find us in uh, our Facebook a discussion group, a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group, or you can find us on Instagram, a thousand true crimes pod. Um, we'll have lots of information about everything that we're doing there. So if you want to support us and hear more news, give us a like, a follow, a subscribe and yeah. Um, stay safe, lock your doors, get a dog. <laughs> that's, that's all we got bye bye <laughs>